Kendi, Rockstars. Prepare for a treat, let's meet and greet some bands and singers that are super sweet Making music that's fun for boys and girls, help them learn about this great big world Fun for the family, yes it's true, your kids will love it and you will too Clap and dance and sing aloud, become a part of the kindy crowd These songs will make you move your feet and give your ears a great big treat So settle in, grab your guitars, and let's get to know our kindy rock stars Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. All right, everyone, welcome to season two of Kindy Rockstars. And my first guest this season is Tom Weber. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for having me on board. So, Tom, how did you get into Kindy music? Well, I started off as a uh, preschool uh, uh, classroom teacher. And it, uh, I would play guitar for, the, uh, you know, for my class. And, and it was just something fun to do. Never thought of this as a career. I've been doing this um, almost 25 years now, you know, full time. So it was just it just evolved out of that. Um, I would, um, you know, just do sing-alongs, like I said, with, with in the classroom, and and we would take the kids sometimes to the, um, you know, uh, to see some some grandparents and, and things. Uh, they, and it was just again, never um, never thought of this as as uh, you know a career or making money. I went into it, I think, um, with just, just to have fun. I mean, I have a mortgage and, and kids now and my wife and you know, <laughs> so that you know, I have to pay the bills. But so I feel like um, it was um, something I was just born to do because uh, I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't like I said, I didn't sit behind a desk and say, well, okay, this, I'm going to do this, this and this, you know, there's, I don't think there's any official degree for, for a kindy artist. I mean, you can go into education. Uh, college you know and so forth uh so it, it was just something where it evolved out of just something having fun and i think that was the best way if there is a way to to approach your career is because sometimes it maybe particularly in the arts if it doesn't mushroom for you it doesn't happen right away you know you, you get jaded and uh and i was extremely fortunate to have a, a wife who was very supportive uh you know 100 percent uh when i decided to leave you know being a classroom teacher to uh, take the plunge into uh, kindy music. She uh, couldn't have been more supportive. In fact, we wrote songs together, uh, which was uh, a lot of fun. Had uh, a couple of CDs, you remember those things? <laughs> They're great coasters and Frisbees. Frisbees now, I was playing Frisbee with a CD, my first one with my kid. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's how it really came about. Um, as far as, you know, the career was just something really fun to do in the class with the kids just singing and uh, that kind of would sum it up. So at what point did it go from, you know, singing with the kids in the class to, I want to put out a CD or I want to release some songs? 
Uh, it really, um, it, it, it was uh, not overnight. It, it took, um, I would say, a, a good maybe five years. And it was really people around me. It was my um, colleagues um, and the feedback that you would get from the kids. A lot of people would say, hey, you know, you'd, you know, they'd say, you'd be, you'd be the next Rafi or something like that. And I'd say, oh, okay. Um, so it was, uh, people would just um, enjoy what I was doing. Um, I mean, as a kid, I, I guess, you know, I worshiped at the altar of Jim Henson. Like a lot of us, <laughs> Sesame Street. And um, so we put on puppet shows. So I think very early on in my um my life, you know, I just I got got the, uh, the cut the entertainment bug. Uh, so much of what I do, um, you know, playing children's music. There's a the, the other element besides the music, and that is to, you know, keep them entertained. And I, um, so I think I, I got that very early on. I would put on puppet shows, and I, you know, I'd have three people watch, like my my, my parents and maybe uh, their my uncle, and <laughs> grew. Um, so yeah, this this was just something um, I was always uh, sort of with children, you know, whether it was teaching in a classroom, uh, putting on puppet shows, uh, just making up my own songs. I was a radio uh, DJ for a while in high school, so I, it's a music, and you know, it's like a culmination of of all these uh, my passions, I guess. You know, it sort of uh, it just came together, you know, as far as uh, being a kindy artist. All right, so I saw on your website that you uh, have some different venues that you play. What what are your most frequent ones and what are your favorite ones? Uh, my most frequent uh, venues that I play, and, and it's uh, the reason why I can have a career as a kindy artist, would be uh, preschools. Um, Pre-pandemic, <laughs> um, I was doing about 25 preschools a month. And it was, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. And those were, yeah, I look at the preschool, they were like, that was my club circuit. You know, I didn't have the advantages of doing that is you don't have to tour around the, the country, which is exciting. But as you, you know, if you have a family and children, you know, it's kind of nice to, um, to be there and see them at the end of the night. Um, so, so yeah, primarily it's the preschools was, was my, was my full time, um, I would say, uh, you know, work. Uh, that would get and everything else would be a library a festival um house parties birthday parties uh really anybody who will sit and listen <laughs> you know i mean it was um you know did everything um so it yeah so it really the uh preschools i would say yeah you know, so for the most you, part yeah how did you handle the pandemic um you know a lot of people i talked to they they went virtual um you know oh, boy. youtube or, or things like that but how did you handle it extremely difficult, extremely difficult for me because I've been doing this, I've been doing this for, like I said, about 25 years and it's, it's sure it's a job, but it's so much of my identity, you know, I'd be fiber, you know, of, I just, I love, you have to love this. I think, um, you know, kids are savvy. They can tell you're going through the motions or so when, um, COVID hit, you know, the pandemic, I, it was just, um, I was devastated uh, as an artist, um, just wondering, like you know, like so many people, you know, what's going to happen? Uh, how can I make a living uh, doing this? Is this it for me? You know, I had a great run, <laughs> um, so I started to um, really do a lot of networking, uh, and I met a lot of different other, you know, other children's performers. So I, 
I took comfort in, uh, in just, you know, talking to other artists who were going through the same thing. Um, just worried about, you know, when could they gig again? Because the state of the music industry, as you know, uh, you don't really make money uh, through, through streaming services. <laughs> Hopefully that'll change. Um, so your bread and butter, I mean, your, your, uh, is, is the gigging, you know, teaching classes and, and performing live, uh, which I really love. Um, and so when that happened in 2020, it was just, Patrick, I can't even, I mean, I'm lucky I had a, such a, a supportive family and uh, my wife is a, you know, she's a teacher and she's amazing. Um, so it was, she kept saying, this is no fault of your own. And, you know, Hey, and I started entertaining other types of work that I could do, but it's when you've been doing this your whole life, you know, it's like I said, it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> now what? So I began to um, uh, just network a lot with other artists around the country and, and really around the world. Um, just to, you know, Nanny Nikki was an artist uh, that I got to know really well. We did some uh, work together. And in fact, we're, uh, we've got a single that we're, we hope to release in the spring. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, do, your, a duet. your YouTube video with her. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. So check, check that out. <laughs> Nanny Nikki and Tom Weber on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, she, she's fabulous. And uh, a couple of uh, the fabulous, speaking of fabulous, uh, segue there, fabulous uh, lemon drops uh, in um, Australia. Those guys, uh, the, no, they're great. And I'm trying to think, I did some uh, Twinkle Time. Uh, did it, I got to know her really well and uh, did, uh, did her show. And uh, Matt Mazar, Turtle Time Music. So there's a number of other, other different ones too, um, where it was just, um, getting to meet other artists, which, so that, that's the upside, you know, I always look for the silver lining. I, I consider myself an optimist. Um, but you know, let's be honest, you know, when the rug's been pulled out under you like that, you know, it's, you gotta get creative and, you know, just try to push through it. Um, you know, the pandemic and, and, and what it is. And, but I, um, it, it was a real plus for me because being an artist, uh, I think sometimes you, you tend to live in a bubble. So I, I did almost, I wouldn't say virtually no networking, but I, I, it was very little, you know, occasionally I, I would, I don't know, I'd correspond with somebody or email somebody, but it was because you're so much in, you know, in your own zone, you know, with your work. So that was, a, that was a real, um, you know, real plus uh, to be able to like, just to connect with other artists. Um, so I learned a lot from that. We, you know, we share stories um, about the, uh, the business and um, so that, yeah, that, that, that would be the best thing I would say, you know, that, <laughs> that came out of uh, the pandemic is meeting other artists and um, realizing that uh, that we're all, yeah, we're all swimming in the, in the same waters and all you know, those cliches, <laughs> but that, uh, you know, as long as we have a guitar or piano, whatever instrument we play, um, you know, that, that's going to hopefully uh, just you know, keep our, and I'll keep us grounded our sanity <laughs> until uh, the uh, the world opens up, you know, where we can start playing live again, seeing people. Uh, but I, I should mention that I did um, a number of different Zoom concerts. Um, I, there's a library here in Connecticut, the Greenwich Library. I do a monthly um, a concert with them. I'm now back to doing it live, you know, in person. <laughs> it's funny to say that. Um, so I was doing that once a month, Zoom. But, um, I mean, it was... I have to say, at least you could connect with somebody, but I'm sure you, you'd probably agree with this. Uh, it, for what we do as, as children's artists, particularly, 
uh, it's so important that face to face, because I would do some shows and everybody, and they'd have to mute the kids. And like you being a performer and artist, there's little subtle things. Maybe a child will make a sound or maybe a little gesture that you might not be able to pick up quite uh, when you're alive, you know, and you might see it as well on, on a zoom show. So that, I miss that just, just tremendously. Um, and, uh, and then muting the kids too, that, that kind of defeats what, <laughs> you, know, you know, those call and response songs we're going to do today, kids. Guess what? <laughs> I, I can relive pretty well. I can see, kind of see you. Know, <laughs> kind of defeats purpose. Yeah. 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 So it was, um, it was better than nothing. It was so, at least I was, you know, reminding myself, um, that I'm a musician and I still do this and, um, you know, just trying to stay positive until, uh, like I said, until things uh, begin to change. Well, we can, as artists, we can get out there playing and uh, seeing people in person. So how have yeah. your uh, post-lockdown performances gone? Um, the, well, it's interesting because um, I would say, uh, I, you know, I have to keep, you know, I, I got to be grateful. I got to think of 2020. <laughs> you know, it's better than 2020, uh, but, it, but it really is. I, I'm doing, I, a lot of the schools, um, that I do now, I would say most of them um, in, the, in the beginning, starting last summer, it was outdoor only. And then gradually in the fall, I started to have some schools allow me to come back in the building. And, and that's tricky because um, they are, they're not allowing the parents uh, to come back in the building and the preschools where I, most of the ones that I go to. And um, the teachers have told me, they said, <laughs> we love the parents, but that's actually, you know, being a parent yourself, you know, it's short and sweet goodbyes at the door for your child. And as much as you want to go in and, you know, do the cubby uh, drop off and all that stuff. Um, so it was, um, you know, uh, mostly, I would say in the beginning, it was mostly outdoors, I think all outdoors. And then in the fall, it moved to, to some of the schools will allow me to come inside. But I have to be honest with you, um, the schools that I've been with, I've uh, been, you know, been blessed uh, out of the, you know, 20 plus schools, uh, probably more than half of those schools, um, I'm not able to go back to yet because of um, the, you know, particularly now, you know, with uh, Omicron and, you know, the rates going up again. So I've kept in contact uh, with, you know, with the directors and they said, you know, we, we can't wait to have you back. <laughs> they said, but right now, unfortunately, um, you know, we're, we're not even letting the parents in, you know, so it's, so I'm waiting, you know, for those schools, but I've, I've picked up some new ones as well. And I'm just, I'm grateful and, and uh, uh, for the schools that have me on board now um, where it was, um, like I said, you know, you, you miss, uh, seeing people face to face and, and the kids it's it's really it's like your extended family you know you get to know um, everyone you know it's uh, it, i always say it's, it's a job but to me i don't know not to just not to say i don't know um you know not to say the other jobs you know they're just different i think when you're dealing with people you know it's maybe a little different that connection and whereas if you're you would maybe be behind a desk or something and there's not a lot of interaction there so you have, you feel form these bonds, you know, that uh, being a teacher, a musician or whatever, you know, sometimes comes along with it. Yeah. So I'm curious. So somebody has been doing this for, you said 25 years. How yeah. has, uh, how has it evolved for you in terms of, you know, what you write about, what kind of songs you put out um, and just the business side of it too? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
I, there was there was a time. Uh, well, in the beginning, when I I was writing songs, uh, just generally, um, I always say, uh, you know, for for kids, it's probably uh, food, uh, stinky smells, and pets. <laughs> no, and with with rock, well, it's you know, <laughs> there's three things I hear all the time. Uh, the themes, but not necessarily restricted to that. Uh, so in the beginning of the songs centered around just, you know, kind of silly stuff. And, and I would say over the years of kind of evolved being a father, you know, you look at life um, through a different lens and, you know, not that I'm getting all um, serious in the songs, but there's, there's definitely a, maybe a melancholy uh, feel to some of the songs that, that wasn't there, you know, in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's just that, that I would say that's how I've, you know, uh, changed, but I, I never want to forget. You know, sometimes in an effort to try new things, you know, you forget what initially worked and what kids really responded to. And then that humor and silliness, I think, is um, you know, a big part of, you know, what I do in, in the songs. And, uh, yeah, in the beginning, it was great. You know, selling CDs, you know, out of the back of your truck, <laughs> out of the back of your car. And, and uh, so it was great. So, you know, I, I kind of got, I didn't record for a while. I got a little uh, disenfranchised, a little like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, but... But I, I have a friend of mine who's my my producer, uh, Steve Demott is his name, and he's got a studio um, here in Connecticut, Spiritworks uh, Studio. Do you guys want to anybody out there want to check that out? He's he's just a phenomenal uh, you know musician hybrid. You know he does it all. Um, he's got quite a resume too as well. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he kind of he sort of pulled me back in into the recording end of it because he said you know it, it it's it's sort of um. I don't know, it was the example they used to use, you'd, you'd go on tour uh, when you had a new album, you know, to promote the new album. And I think it kind of, kind of, it's kind of flipped. It was, it, it's just, um, it lets people know that you're, you're still out there and that you're, you know, you're writing and it's, it's not, um, you know, it's, it's, it's become, uh, you know, like a, a PR, uh, I, I suppose, you know, I mean, um, if people can, 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 you know, sing along to your songs through there's, there's streaming services and uh, sites, but it's um, it, it's more yeah, it's just it's more of the, that you're relevant, I think, and that you're you know, you've got something uh, musically new, you know, to say instead of like, well, you know, I did something 20 years ago or 15 years ago, you know, it's, um, and in the, the business side or, or rather the way songs are done now, the way you release uh, singles and then eventually. Um, you um, you know, you put the the CD, the album out. Uh, I have a, f a friend of mine um, uh, who I know who he had said that you know he he loved putting his um, the CD out or the album, and he said, but the only thing was is he said in like it seemed like in twenty four hours it was like okay that was it. He said whereas when I was releasing singles, you know it was, it was like like a little bit, a little bit like people are always looking for for new content, new songs, and. Um, so he said, he said, I was a little, a little disappointed at first. Not, not that people f totally forget about my CD or album. But yeah, so that, the, the, I think the business side there has certainly changed. I mean, bands always, you know, going, <laughs> going back, uh, you know, uh, we'll be 53. But so, so I think about, you know, when the bands will put out 45s first. Or you look at the way uh, it kind of mirrors that, I guess, you know, or 12-inch singles. You know, it's uh, it was new wave uh, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Smith's. Oh, my favorites. <laughs> um, in your, in your so, yeah. shows, are there particular favorites of the kids? Yeah, you know, the, the favorite songs, and, you know, I love it 
but it's kind of um <laughs> i wouldn't say frustrating uh, i would love to do the songs with a lot of words and you know and you still can but i find that it's um it's it's <laughs> it's almost like catnip um the kids the songs are going to respond the most of course are the are ones uh, that are interactive uh generally uh, movement songs it's it's almost um not self-congratulatory by no means. I'm not like that. Uh, but, you know, songs with, um, you know, just, just moving about, clapping, jumping, stopping, <laughs> you know, all those things. Um, and, and, you know, and I love to do those. Uh, but it's, and you can still do that, like on the cool down songs. I pulled so much of what I do from a classroom, you know, uh, teacher, being a preschool teacher uh, for many years. Uh, uh, it, so it, I would say, um, yeah, the songs that I'm doing, are, are mostly you know just a really interactive stuff and, and then maybe towards the end after uh, the room clears out no yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no you know, then i got to hear some uh, some lullabies or some quieter songs which they do love you know depending on your audience too you know if you've got younger toddlers you know i tend to be some more finger play type songs and then the older kids you know the five-year-olds the old guys <laughs> you know can uh, you can do a little more maybe the calm response uh and the songs are, are always fun. And uh, Ella Jenkins, I gotta give props to Ella, you know, and uh, just learned a, learned a lot from her and, uh, you know, other artists. I think uh, the very first artist I heard was Hat Palmer. Uh, it, it was uh, working in high school, and, uh, I was doing preschool, I was a preschool teacher. And Hat Palmer, I think was the first, um, I guess he would be the first kindy artist, you know, family artist that I became aware of, and then Rafi and then, you know, other artists. Um, yeah, I think with, so. with my kids, the, the first artist that I would see fairly regularly because they watched a lot of Nickelodeon was Lori Berkner. Um, right. Was, yeah, another. Yeah, she's yeah, great. She yeah. Have these vignettes where she would come up and perform a song. So. Right. And Dan Zanes. Uh, it was funny. I got to meet Dan. This such a personable guy. Uh, and I saw Dan when he, when he was in the Del Fuegos open up for you know the LA punk band X. And now I talked about that with him for a while. At a show, and it's like, oh yeah, he's, that was my other life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was interesting too to see how all these um, quote unquote, you know, adult contemporary artists started to embrace, um, you know, um, children's or kindy music. You know, Lou Reed that would be the one been, would have been the last person I thought he, you know, he collaborated with uh, Dan Zanes on a song. Well, even Lou's getting in. Uh, uh, so that was fun. I guess you know, all the all these uh, bands were having children now. You know, they might be giants, and, and I don't know. Um, so yeah, Larry Berkner, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. All right, you ready to get into a song? Let's do it, yeah. Today's song is called, I Need a New Song. So Tom, tell me what this one's about. Well, this song is um, really good. Um, yeah, it's like a call and response uh, song that, Sort of like the uh, doo-wop a little bit, the sha-la-la-la-la, got some of that in there. And it was just, um, I, you know, I was writing a new, <laughs> I was writing songs, and I said, I just, well, I like the title. I need a new song. And uh, not any kind of song, but a song that's going to make me want to sing along, you know, move my feet. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to play. Anytime I, you can get the kids um, with a big chorus you know, to sing along with you. Giving it back to you, um, it's always a lot of fun. So it was just, um, I, I, think I, <laughs> I think I fell in love with the title, and then I had to write some lyrics to go with that. <laughs> um, 
it was uh, just kind of happened, and I was lucky enough to uh, to get um, a uh, super talented uh, trumpet player, um, Drew uh, Wilmot, uh, is his name, and uh, he. Um, it's funny how you meet other musicians. It was a total fluke. And I was walking in the neighborhood with the dog, and and he, uh, I don't think he was, I think he was listening to the police. I could hear it coming through his headphones. And I said, oh, yeah, the police or something. Oh, my wife likes the police. This is, you know, uh, and he, he started talking. Anyway, we went to long, long story short, went to the same school and, you know, and on and on. And uh, so I said, oh, I got this song. You interested in playing it? He said, yeah, sure. It, yeah, it sounds good. Um, but uh, I think it made it really special. And he's got a nice solo at the end. I was getting the uh, Chet Baker vibes <laughs> on that one. Um, and again, I, I touched on how your music evolves as an artist, or you hope it does. Uh, and it, it there's some melancholy, uh, you know, sort of feel at the end, uh, which was a kind of a slight departure from some of the other songs I had written, uh, which was nice. And, you know, some of the feedback that I got on that that song. All right, let's check it out. I need a new song by Tom Weber. kind of song, but a song that's gonna make me sing along. I need a new song, not any kind of song, but a song that's gonna make me move my feet. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Sha la 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 I need a new song, not any kind of song, but a song that's gonna make me sing along. I need a new song, not any kind of song, but a song that's gonna make me move my feet. Quiet song, that any kind of quiet song, 
But a song that's gonna Soothe my soul All right, Tom, let everybody know where they can find that song and where they can connect with you on social media. Uh, my music is uh, digitally available uh, on all the platforms, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, and um, YouTube. And as far as contacting me, you can go to singalongtom.com, singalongtom.com, and uh, you can find out information uh, about upcoming shows uh, bookings, uh, if you're interested in booking me for a for performance. And uh, Tom Weber Children's Music uh, on that thing, uh, what's it called? Facebook? <laughs> you can go there as well. Uh, and then uh, there's and Tom Weber Music on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, there's uh, lots of uh, posts uh, if people want to find out, get a taste of what I do uh, with a lot of videos and pictures and, you know, sound, things like that. Um, but uh, that's, how, that's how you get in touch with me. And you can email me too. <laughs> so, right. Sorry, I'm rambling. It's best at bedtime. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, three hours apart, I think, right? Nevada and yes. uh, Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I forget. I'll call my brother. He's in Arizona. He's an early bird. He's a cartoonist, um, syndicated cartoonist. So he, you know, he's up at like five in the morning. He finds it easier to write, you know, when, when the house is quieter. And, you know, you hear that often. People who are, you know, creative minds you know it's uh, when they when the people you know when your kids leave let's <laughs> go off to school then you got a little time to write some songs yep uh, all right well Tom, thank you thank you so much for being on the show thank you patrick i appreciate it um like i said i was very very excited uh, to told a lot of people about um you know doing the podcast with you 